Today we are going to talk about love for one another. Amen. Love for one another. Okay? And um, no one will argue about the importance of love. It supersedes everything. Paul said, um, if I speak, he writes to the church in Corinth, if I speak in the tongues of men of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong. Without love, everything is meaningless. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I have no love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, if we raise billions for hope worldwide, but we have no love. If we give our bodies to hardship, but we have no love, we gain nothing. So love is very important. Love is so important. And uh, it is supreme. In the days of Jesus, he was asked, what is the most important commandment? What is the most important commandment? And in Matthew Mark, Luke. You can go and read about it. Instead of all the commandments, which is the most important, they asked Jesus. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Amen. That's what Jesus said. And then the Mark account said, There is no commandment greater than this. Matthew says, All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. It's more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. In Luke, he said to the teacher who asked him, do this and you will live. Okay? Love is so important. Jesus said to love God, to love neighbor is all we need to do. And then, he changes the command. <laughs> he goes from Deuteronomy, which he quotes, and he said, a new command I give you. You've read the old one. I give you a new command. Which was read in the introduction or the welcome. (laughs) Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Wow. What a great challenge. (laughs) A new command I give you love one another. How? As I have loved you. As I have loved you. You see, if I'm to love somebody as I love myself, it will be quite different from how... Because if I love myself, I love my football. So if you love me, if I love you, let's go and watch football. But if you hate football, come on Wolverhampton, by the way. I need to emphasize that. I need to emphasize that. Wow. City got a scare, but they came through. 
But when Man United was 2 0 down, I thought they would do what City did. But Wolverhampton reigned. There we go. Don't end there, go to the very end. Let's finish strong. Okay, where was I? Love one another, amen. Love one another. We need to love one another. As I have loved you, he said. Now, the very interesting thing is look at this room. We are all so very different, aren't we? We are all so very different. And um, men do not understand women. Women do not understand men. Okay, we are very different. And then Jesus said, Love one another. Okay? Um, it's very interesting. The older generation never understand the younger generation. And the younger generation never understand the older generation. Okay? My daughter loves singing. And she loves, she sings all day long. And it irritates me sometimes. I haven't said this to her. But I go back when I was a teenager and I thought, is that how my grandmother would have been frustrated? When I walk into the house and dread, naughty dread, love. And all day long, I'm singing Bob Marley. And I bet grandma was so ticked off, but never said a word. We are so different. Okay, the old generation and the young generation. When you say take up your Bibles, they are on their gadgets. Now, I know their Bibles are on their gadgets, but it's so different, aren't they? Completely different. Okay, somebody said, um, somebody said, um, when you're a child, your parents ruin your life, and when you grow up, your children ruin your life, okay? <laughs> the older generation and the younger generation, we are so different. Look at our color in this room, okay? White, black African, black Caribbean. You know when you feel that GP4? And I'm thinking, how come they want me to take all these things? And you go to a list of 20 diversity whatever differences but we are very different okay we are very different our social mobility we are so different okay there are those that are married there are those that are singles there are those that are students single parents some are widowed we are very different we go through very different experiences in life some are raised in urban cities some are raised in the villages if I may or rural towns I shouldn't say villages but the experience is quite different. Okay, we are very, very different. Educational backgrounds, very different. Okay, employed, unemployed students, we are different. Our family backgrounds are different. Some family, their value is you must get first class. Okay, and so some people come up in life thinking education is everything. Some people think that nothing trumps the family unit, no matter how, what happens, we're together. Some have come through families that were divorced. Okay? Some face tragedy in their youth. It's very, very, very different. Okay? Uh, the roles you observe in your family. How was dad? How was mom? How were the kids? Okay? In some families, children are never consulted. So they get married. Okay? In certain cultures, you are not even asked your input in anything. You are not married. You are useless. 
different backgrounds. Family discipline. Okay, some people they get a whack. Some people they get a word. Okay, disciplines in families are different. Okay, my grandmother honestly looks at me in the room and winks, and I know exactly what she means. <laughs> I will behave myself. She will just she looks around, she looks at me, and she winks, and I. It tells me something. I will not cross that line. Okay? Um, so, family dinner. Some people always sat at the table to eat as they were growing up. Some people, you serve and you take off and you go somewhere and eat. People are different. Okay? Even today, we face different experiences. Just as I got out of the car, I saw a sister sitting by her father's bed. He's passing away. You understand? That's her experience right now. We all have different experiences even as we sit in this room. Some pro- probably had arguments before they got into the car. Okay. Some the heating wasn't working. Some got here late because of somebody's mistake. We all have different experiences. Our current personal life situation puts us and so then we are called to love each other. Wow. Do you know me? Why should I love you? You are not the person I want to love. Okay. But Jesus said, a new command I give you. Love one another. Love one another. Isn't that interesting? Paul addressed that situation as he writes to the church in Corinth. He, he said that there is a body. <laughs> he used the church. The body as a Analogy for the church. And the foot says to the hand, because I'm not the hand, I do not belong to the body. Wow. We all have different experiences. The foot says, look, guess what I do? I'm trumping the dust all the time. Look at the hand. If they buy a diamond ring, do they put it on the foot? No. Oh, no. They put it on the hand. Okay. <laughs> So I'm useless. Look at the hand. He gets all the best things. The ear says to the eye. I'm not the eye. I'm useless. Have you ever seen anybody in the mirror in the morning? (laughs) Sort of doing things to their ears? No. (laughs) They stand in the mirror and it's the eye. Everything is the eye. And the ear says, I'm useless. <laughs> Come on now. Sometimes we can feel insecure, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. We can feel insecure. Mm-hmm. I got out of the, my car today, and where is the gentleman? There. So tall. I said, you are such a tall gentleman. You see, when I was at boarding school, I was so short, everybody would bully me. Mm-hmm. You don't mess with a tall guy. <laughs> okay. So you can feel insecurity even by your very stature that God gave you. Now, by the way, I love my body. Okay, I'm not complaining. God gave me who I am and that's it. But when I was a teenager, I didn't think that way. The pimples on my face and all that, I'm thinking, God, I'm so useless. I'm the most ugliest guy. Nobody, you see what I'm saying? You feel insecure about life. Then there's the arrogant guys. In verse 21, the eye says to the hand, I don't need you. I don't need you. Okay? You remember the fool said to the hand, because I'm not the hand, 
and here the eye says to the hand, so it depends, it's relative, isn't it? The foot falls so insecure around the hand, and the eye says, the hand is useless, I don't need it. Okay, wow. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Okay, we cannot be arrogant. We need each other. So, in the body, Paul is saying, there should be no inferiority complex, and there should be no superiority complex. Don't feel inferior, and don't feel superior. It is important. We are not defined by our differences. We are not defined by our differences. We are defined by being in Christ. Amen. He said, yet to all who received him, who received Jesus, amen, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Amen. Amen. I stand here as a child of God. You sit there as children of God. Amen. Amen. Not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will. We are born of God. In Christ. Amen. Amen. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. We are children of God. We are not defined by our differences. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone to call him. A crowd was sitting around him and they told him, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Jesus said, Who are my, who are my mother and my brothers? Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my mother, brother, and sister. Amen? Amen. You see, we are not defined by our differences, but we are defined by whom we are in Christ. By whom we are in Christ. It doesn't mean those differences we have is gone. I'm still the short guy. He's still the tall guy. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? I'm still a Ipswich Town supporter. <laughs> My wife supports Arsenal. Okay. There was a time in our lives where we didn't eat a lot. My wife gets depressed when Arsenal loses. And Arsenal used to lose a lot. And um, <laughs> Okay. So our differences are still there. But we're in Christ. Our differences are still there. But we are in Christ and we need to watch out for that. We need to be mindful of that. The one Corinthians, he said, we drink one spirit. Amen. We drink one spirit. Just as, as a body, though one has many parts, but all its parts form one. So it is with you, for we are baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. And we're all giving the one spirit to drink. Amen. Amen. We are bonded in the spirit. For through him, again he's talking about Jesus, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Ephesians repeats that. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. We are Members of God's household. We are citizens with God's people. Amen. Amen. 
we are not defined by our differences. We are in Christ together. Say so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Therefore, do not judge each other by the worldly standards anymore. Okay. If anyone is in Christ, we are a new creation. Amen to that. So when Jesus said, love one another, he's got a context to put that in. Because if we look at each other right now, we may not love one another. Look at what is happening in the world right now. Brexit and remain. (laughs) It's a huge issue. I was listening to Point of View. And the guy said, well, he was reading an article in the New York Times where... um, most therapists now, the discussion in the therapy room is about Brexit. Husbands and wives are not talking over Brexit. <laughs> My man, dads and sons are not talking because of Brexit. Do you understand what I'm saying? It should not be. De- now, I don't know how you voted. Well. <laughs> but however you voted, you are in Christ. Amen. Amen. I do not judge you by how you voted. Amen. I made a huge mistake. After voting one day, I step out and a sister in the church asked me, Whom did you vote for? And I said, and she screamed, Are you out of your mind? <laughs> really? I remember very well. She was ticked off. I voted for Margaret Thatcher at that time. And uh, I came out of the polling station. And uh, the sister said, So whom did you vote for? I said, I voted for Margaret Thatcher. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Sister, we are not defined by our politics. We are in Christ. Okay, then I voted for Tony Blair later. <laughs> when I was a student, I always read the policies. I didn't know the politicians. But I'll read the policies before I vote. And if I like your policy, I don't know your name. That's what I'm voting for. Okay, I wasn't in any ideology on, on politics. I used to read the policies. Of course, then I was studying taxation. I thought, wow, they are going to reduce taxation by that. Which government is that? Okay, let's vote for them. <laughs> I didn't think of all the other social implications that will come with poll tax and many all the other things. But you grow to learn, don't you? Amen. So, my point is, we are unique. Our bond is stronger than we think. Okay, there is a deep stuff to the point of uncomfortability. When brother first hugged me, I thought, why is a guy hugging me? (laughs) You know what? Because he loved me. And the world, when a guy hugs another guy, it's got different connotations. But in Christ, we can hug each other. Amen. Amen. The serving. Why do they want to help me to move flat? What is the, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We are there to serve each other. The world that they don't understand that. Even when people become young Christians, they still struggle to receive. Yeah. Okay, the openness. Why are they talking to me about their sins? You know, no, we love each other. We are open with each other. It's important that we are. We have a safe place to be able to talk to each other. When I was a Samaritan's volunteer, I can assure you, people will be on the phone, they don't know me, I don't know them, and they'll pour everything out. In the church, we'll have a safe place to do that. You don't have to phone Samaritans. You can talk to each other at a very open level. And that is important. That's how we defeat Satan, when we come into the light. 
and share how we are feeling. It is so important that we do that. Why? We are that unique. We are in Christ. We are in Christ. And we owe an obligation. We have a responsibility towards each other in that respect. Has any of you ever been in debt? Okay. Okay. Now, if you own a mortgage, you are in debt by the way. That's fine. If you are a student, you are in debt, I guess. Nowadays, when in my student days, they fought, they gave us um, what did they grants exactly? I mean, they forced us to go to uni and they give us money. Exactly. Seriously. Seriously. I remember the first time I came, of course I was born in Britain, raised in Ghana, but I got to Britain and I got a check. No, they called me in that I, I should come for my winter allowance. And I said, what is that? <laughs> so I went to this meeting and they were giving me my hand. I said, no, 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 I don't need it. I don't want to borrow money. They said, no, you were entitled to it. I said, I don't need it. You were entitled to it. I don't need it. <laughs> then they wrote a check and gave it to me. <laughs> then... He, they wrote to me, yeah, this is your grant, this is your transport, this is your for your books. You are in a bad situation. We were catered for when we were studying. Amen. We pay our taxes, of course. So, but I feel for students, you are all in debt nowadays. Now, what happens when you breach the condition of debt? Or repayment? Bailiffs. The bailiffs are coming. There is a fine your credit rating. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, let me assure you, you all have a debt now. Mm-hmm. Even the children. This is what Jesus says. Yeah. Oh, Paul writes. Let no debt remain outstanding. Yeah. Except the continuing debt to love one another. Mm-hmm. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. You have a continuing debt outstanding. And that debt is to love one another. Amen. Amen. Wow. You owe me love, guys. (laughs) You are in debt. And I owe you love. We owe each other love. If you think your credit rating is awesome, you are in debt. And what if you are not loving me spiritually, your credit rating is going... The spiritual bailiffs are coming. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? We owe each other debt. We owe each other. We owe an obligation, as Paul says in Romans 1. We have a responsibility. We need to love each other. A new command I gave you. It's a command. He didn't say, let's have a nice suggestion here. He said, this is I command you. Love each other. So in this room, you do all debt of love to each other. Wow. Wow. We owe each other. We owe each other. And it expresses itself in many ways. I mean the scriptures talking about one another has many things to tell us about one another. I just chose how many did I choose there? Twenty four. Sorry. When you get used to me, I use a lot of scriptures. It begins with my quiet time. It convicts me, then I I mention it outside. 
be devoted to one another. Wow. Can you imagine that? But I can email this to you, okay? Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Wow. The Bible says I should be devoted to Martin in body whether I like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, may not his taste, I may not like his taste in music, yeah. but I need to be devoted to Martin. Yeah. By the way, it's great to see Martin. When I knew him, he was such a tiny guy. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage has done him good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Mm. He didn't say honor one another above yourselves. Exalt one another. Mm. Okay? So the arrogance doesn't come in. The I doesn't say to the I don't need you. You see what I'm saying? Honor one another above yourselves. Live in harmony with one another. Wow, think about it for a moment. To be harmonious. When they were singing today, were we not in harmony? We were singing in harmony. Okay. Stop passing judgment on one another. Stop passing judgment on one another. Accept one another. Just as Christ accepts you. Wow. There's a qualification. Remember Christ accepts you? He said we should accept one another. Instruct one another. It's a way of life. Paul says, I myself am convinced, my brothers, that you yourself are full of goodness, completing knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. We need to instruct one another. We need to greet one another with holy kiss. Okay? How you define that is holy kiss is another matter. But I'm not going to go into that. We need to agree with one another. Okay? We need to serve one another in love. Amen. Amen. We need to be humble, gentle, patient, bearing with one another in love. Okay. We need to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave us. Amen. Amen. We need to speak to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. We submit to one another. Okay. And the list goes on. The list goes on. There is so much we need to do with one another. We offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Okay. Oh, I need to do it because I suppose the Bible says so. No, don't grumble. Offer hospitality. Okay. Now, I know it can be challenging when you've invited a sister on a date. You really didn't think about asking them if they eat meat. They show up and they say, I'm vegetarian. And now we have vegetarians and we have so many things. Still, you shouldn't grumble, okay? It's the heart that matters, okay? But we need to offer hospitality to one another. We need to have one another in each other's home. Now, it's always interesting. Single guys never think they can invite married couples over. Let me give you a bit of tip if you're a single guy. Invite a married couple over. Because you are not so good at cooking, put popcorn in front of them. They will feel so sorry for you to invite you into their home. (laughs) 
that is how students and singles should, should offer hospitality. Okay? You put water on the table and popcorn. They will feel so sorry for you. They will think, we need to feed this poor guy or this poor lady. You see what I'm saying? Okay? So my idea is, it shouldn't just be, when we talk about hospitality, we always think of the marriage. No. We should all offer hospitality to each other. We should offer hospitality. It doesn't have to involve food. That's why we go on dates, okay? It doesn't have to involve money. We can sing and talk and get to know each other. Alright? Clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Okay? There's so much we can do as we strive to love one another. Paul puts it differently. He said we should be kind to each other. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is, does not dishonor. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Amen. Imagine if these things are in your lives. In our relationship with each other. I love the message translation. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for selves. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. It doesn't have a swelled head. It doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Trust God always. Always look for the best. Never looks back. But keeps going to the end. Love never dies. This is what we should have in our relationship. And it's not easy. It is simply said... But it is not easy. It is not easy. But Jesus said, If you live like this, all men will know you are my disciples. This is how people will know you are my disciples. By your love. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. By how we love each other. That's how people will know we are disciples of Christ. And so it's so important. So Jesus says, A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples. If we love one another. Brothers and sisters, this is our call. Jesus demonstrated it. Okay. And we are called to do likewise. We will finish with a communion. And there are two scriptures I want us to reflect as we take the bread. You see, just the right time. When we were still powerless, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died 
for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why did God do that? To demonstrate his own love for us. Whilst we are still sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John 4 says, we love. We are called to love. He said, we love because he first loved us. Amen? Amen. I don't love because, no, I love because God first loves me. Those who understand the love of God will be able to love. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. Whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Wow. Our link to God helps us to love one another. And our refusal to love one another has implication for our relationship with God. It's quite clear. But God demonstrated through Christ his own love for us. That whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let's pray, be thankful for what Christ has done for us. Let's commit ourselves to love each other. But let's remember as we take the bread and the wine what Christ has done for us. Let's pray. God in heaven, we are so grateful to be called to this standard of life. A standard you began. We are loved because you loved us. You demonstrate this. And you call us as your children to go and do likewise. As Jesus said to the, that lawyer, he said, do this and you will live. Help us to learn to love each other. You've given us so much to think about. So much we can do to love each other. To be devoted to one another. To honor one another. To live in harmony with one another. Not to pass judgment. To accept one another. To greet one another. To be compassionate and kind to one another. Forgiving each other. Submitting to one another. Encouraging one another. Sparing one another towards love and good deeds. Not slandering one another. Living in harmony with one another. God, thank you that we see all that demonstrated in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the sacrifice he made on our behalf that we'll be able to stand and do what we do. We pray this time through his name. Amen.